10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. We are here in our second hour of Radio Law Talk. And for the first hour, we were talking about uh, Johnny Depp and everything with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Now we're uh, we're, we're going to follow that up because a lot of questions to still to answer. And again, these questions are more along the lines of where do we go from now? What what is going forward? Not really talking about why things happened the way they did, but what the effect of this is going forward. And um, I, I did also, I, I neglected to mention this in the first hour. We have a new affiliate. We, we ha- do? We do. Yay. We do. This is one thing that Fred sent me and wanted me to uh, put on there. A new affiliate out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Cool. That's WCVG 1320 AM, 103.9 FM, Cincinnati, Ohio. Thanks for picking up the show. And uh, great to be on in the great state of... Ohio and in the city of Cincinnati. Thank you, Buckeyes. I'll do my best not to offend you this hour. Have you ever been to Cincinnati? I no. I have never been to Cincinnati, but look, I, shocker, I was a very impressionable kid growing up, and there was a certain sitcom about a radio station that was set in Cincinnati, was my favorite sitcom growing up. I mean, I was only like 10, 12 years old. When w- it was on WKRP. Cincinnati. Dr. John, Dr. Johnny Fever, Venus Flytrap. Uh, Les Nessman was the news guy. <laughs> Gary Anderson, I had lunch with him. I took a cab with him to a news director's convention meetings at one time. Nice guy. The guy who played Les Nessman. Really nice man. Yeah, I just... just I, I think that that show suffered from network executives continually bouncing it around the time slot to where find different time slots to where finally the, the folks that liked it just couldn't find when it was going to be on and it went away. I wasn't a fan of the reboot, but uh, welcome to the Radio Law Talk family, WCVG 1320 AM and 103.9 FM, Cincinnati, Ohio. Glad to have you aboard. Uh, Cal, yeah. so we got a case or no case oh, to get to. Oh, do we to. ever. Oh, do we and ever. And do tell, yeah. what is going on? Oh, you're going to like this one. This is, I hope you Now do. it's time to play Case or No Case. By the way, I got a caller from, from a guy who said, a man who said, listen, Cal, you should get a point every time one of them misses. I said, no, I would win. If I'd win too much. It'd be too easy. It wouldn't be fair. He said, you should anyway. Okay, well, I, the, we he's put, on my side. I like the way we he We can thinks. put that to the compensation package for you, Cal. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before, you do the, yeah. before you do this, for the folks tuning in in Cincinnati, Ohio, can you give a, a quick rundown of what Case or No sure. Case is? Case or No Case is a bit of the program that we use every hour in which I try to deceive the lawyers on our panel, the many distinguished, very smart lawyers on our panel, all three of them if I can, into giving them a scenario or a legal case and having them determine whether I'm just giving them a pile of poo or I'm giving them an actual case. And if it is a case, they have to try to take a guess as to the outcome. If they get that correct, they get points. Denise Dirks is currently, you just said you were in the lead, is that correct? Oh, no, I'm behind. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Todd's the in the lead. The lead is Todd. Todd that's yes. great. Todd's in the lead. And the, the person who wins, the other two buy him or her dinner. So there are many O dinners at the Radio Lot Talk table. I just, just want to put want to go on record as saying that. So here we go. You ready? Yes. I'm glad you brought up WKRP because this is a radio case or no case. The year was 1985. That was the year that a man named Fred, who was a radio station operator, decided he wanted to up the ante for the ratings for his radio station, K-E-L-I. The ratings firm, through a survey process, used a hand-kept diary at the time, and that documents what percentage of local audience each radio station has. Each survey person is asked to fill out a diary of his radio listening for a week. But... 
On September 19th of 1985, Fred circulated a letter to various members of the advertising community within Tulsa, Oklahoma, and elsewhere on behalf of his station. He said, if you listen and write my name down on the Arbitron Diary, I will pay you $13.40 for each diary I get back. So he was basically trying to buy listenership. Arbitron, which is now owned by Nielsen, said, we have a lot of lawyers. Fred said, well, thanks to you, I don't have any money, so what are you going to do about it? He sent out the letter. Arbitron called the legal team together and asked the legal team, do we have a case or no case for someone trying to jigger the numbers? And Todd Kunin, that's your turn. Okay, so was somebody trying to artificially inflate their listenership by providing some sort of financial compensation to those that were responsible for taking uh, taking the poll. By the way, just a quick question. Have you ever been in a Nielsen rate? I can't. I've always worked in media my whole life. But when I do, I have to tell, send it back and say I'm not eligible because I'm in media. What about you, Denise? Have you ever, have you ever done the Nielsen thing? Um, yeah, about 10 years back. Yeah, yeah. I got. I, I wonder how often it still happens with this with this metric now. I mean, I don't think they would need it, for example, on Hulu or any of the streaming networks. You just know who logs on and how long they're who logs Hulu, Hulu logs Hulu. on it and and how long they're on. Right? It's it's all possibly far more accurate. But yeah, I I, I digress. I'm not trying to pull a Denise and extend and uh-huh. you know, do anything. Well, the like stick that. is now they use what are called people meters. So you have a meter, and the meter measures what you listen to and sends it back to the home office, so to speak. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And then you have these VPNs where you can hide your IP address and where you're logging on from. So, so well, I got a lot of people watching this show from Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, radio was done by the actual connection to the actual radio. So it's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, okay, so here's what I'm going to say. In bigger markets. Uh, 1985, yeah, all right, so here we go. This um, is a true scenario... But not a case at that time because of the way that it was worked out. It was, it was viewed as no. Yes, it, I'll, I'll, what the heck? What the heck? Live dangerously, Todd. Run with scissors. Drink two percent milk. Ethics have been expired. I'm going to add this to my list and go out on a limb and say it is a case. And the basis of the case is tortious interference with contract. Because the Nielsen folks have a contract based upon uh, how they're supposed to go. This guy was trying to interfere with the viability of the product that they put out in a tortious manner. Tort, by the way, torts comes from the word torture. Means mean. Yes. So, yes. (laughs) And and Nielsen wins. Denise, what do you think about this? Is this a torturous, torturous thing or is it a case or no case? Well, it, it wasn't um, Nielsen. It was Arbitron. Arbitron, correct. But they're yeah. the same company now, right? Yeah. Oh, they are? Yeah. Arbitron bought Nielsen. I mean, Nielsen, pardon me, bought Arbitron. Nielsen is the big measurement company now. Well, I don't think that, um, that Arbitron would have any kind of cause of action at all. Um, I think just because I think that the, re- the listeners that wrote in letters would have a cause of action if he didn't pay. They could, you know, do a big one. But I really don't think that... Arbitron has a cause of action. Mm. Um, so I'm going to say scenario, but no case. Interesting. That is, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, that's, I love the way you guys pick this stuff apart and try to figure it out. I now, one great. of the reasons, I could be wrong, Yeah, and it wouldn't be the first time, but one of no, the reasons why be. I thought it was a case was because Nielsen bought Arbitron, which was if Nielsen bought Arbitron, because now they know they have the protection against these kind of shenanigans, which Arbitron would have won their lawsuit, which allowed Nielsen to confidently say, we can buy this so that people can't... Uh, well, Nielsen bought them stuff. much later, to yes. be to be candid. and, uh, and It's a trickle-down effect, Cal. Trickle-down. It's, tri- it's trickle-down it, Nielsen that, That's economics. the thought process in <laughs> Todd's brain. Trickle yes. It's a trickle-down. Trickle it, it, backward it, in time. Yes. <laughs> Get on the DeLorean and figure <laughs> to, it out. Toys, toys in the attic. <laughs> you know, monkeys <laughs> running the asylum, pretty much. Just, right. Look, if you if you want to go spelunking <laughs> through my brain, you better take a canary. So uh, <laughs> we'll find out what is a case or no case after whether, whether Cal has deceived us or not. No. Cal Hunter putting his eternal soul in jeopardy three hours three times every saturday trying to deceive us on radio law talk and i'd never do it deliberately everybody knows that we'll be (laughs) right back on radio law talk stay tuned radio law talk radio law talk 
This is Radio Law Talk. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Quack car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick quack car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Well, come on. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify Stop whining. Oh, come on. Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. So Cal has been trying to uh, pull the wool over our eyes, as he has done for the last, what, five years now. Desperately clawing for points, Todd. I'm clawing for points. You know, uh, Cal is reference to pulling the wool and the wolf and sheep's clothing and all that. You know, the three little pig story is being changed. I, Apparently there I, were there were four houses. I am insulted at the reference. Go ahead, what? There was a there was a house of straw, a house of sticks, house of bricks, and a and a house of case or no case. Oh, and a house you know? of stupid, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you gave us your opinion. Denise, what is, uh, what do you think about this? Well, well, well I, I, think I said scenario, you but you no case. Scenario. Todd, I'm sorry, go I, ahead. I said case 
and that the Arbitron slash that later became Nielsen or was bought out by Nielsen that they won. Yes, that that they won, that the person that tried to grease the skids to to buy votes in the ratings ended up losing. Well, interestingly, I want to tell you, I know of this case because the person who did this... We did, did the... Who did the Arbitron scamming... Okay. ...is a person who used to be involved in my business life as a partner with my former partner. He's no longer with us. He has shuffled off his mortal coil. God rest his soul. So here's the point. Those of you who say it's a case, arms up, please. That would be... Congratulations to you. Sorry, Denise. Man, here comes the look again, Todd. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, it went to me first, then ricocheted over to you. Fair enough. Maryland-based Arbitron filed a $60 million lawsuit against KELIAM and its president, Frederick M. Weinberg. The suit accuses the station of intentional interference with business, contract interference, as you pointed out, Todd, violation of state deceptive trade practices, injury to Arbitron's property, violation of federal racketeering. I'm surprised they didn't charge him with murder. Anyway, there's several more charges like antitrust and some <laughs> other things like that. So, Did they charge him with defaming Johnny Depp? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> Not yet. John Wayne, though. No, okay, so... Arbitron sought and got a preliminary injunction to prevent KELI from continuing in the current Arbitron campaign. Fred Weinberg settled with the company by stopping the campaign, but he got a million dollars worth of free nationwide publicity, which is just what he wanted out of all of this. Because, you know, he, he just wanted people to pay attention to his station, and it wasn't doing very well. This really opened the door. He was front-page news in the Tulsa Herald for a long time. So rest your soul, Fred Weinberg. Nice shot. This is... Okay, so Denise, you get nothing out I of I get this. nothing, but does he get two? Because I don't hear the Arbitron won. Arbitron did win in this case. They got yeah. him to cease and desist. They didn't get the money because there's no way it's $60 million, but they got him to stop, and everything worked out just fine. And that, oh. <laughs> I know Fred. He just gave you the, you, did you, you know, know Fred Weinberg, yeah. Your Todd yeah. just gave well, you. Well, I knew Fred. He just gave you a smug look. Denise, did, did yeah, you see that? Yes, yeah. it's like, yes, Denise, <laughs> you are my slave and servant. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't. The, buying the, me dinner soon. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. A, that wasn't it. It was. I should. It was the. I should live more dangerously more often because I was going to say no and then decided. You know what? You did. Along with running with scissors and drinking two percent milk after Afterwards, the expiration yeah, 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 yeah. date, so, I decided to go a different route. I love that. Now next hour here, we're going to talk about. You know how they when you go to a restaurant and they offer you a free dinner? Yes. Well. This guy went to a restaurant, wanted his, I'm not a free dinner, his free dessert, and didn't get it, and all kinds of Hades broke loose after that. So that'll be case or no case next hour, and that's it for this hour. And now, back to your favorite Saturday indulgence, Radio Law Talk. So when we were, uh, when we went to the break, at the top of the, the top of the hour break, we were talking, obviously, about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Now... Some of you may be thinking, well, hold on a second here. Didn't they do, wasn't there a similar trial across the pond over in England where Johnny Depp sued the Sun? I mean, Johnny Depp sued the Sun for running a headline that essentially called him a wife beater. Not, not essentially. I think that was in the headline. It was literally what was there. And that was based, that headline was based in no small part, and maybe almost even exclusively, on the Amber Heard op-ed. And and Amber Heard even testified at that trial. And the judge even said at that trial, wow, you know, I, I credit her testimony. Look, she's giving this stuff to charity and blah, blah, blah. But Denise, when we were going to the break, you you wanted to point out, and I think this is this is very astute, the difference between the two trials. And, and you actually have experience because you you clerked for a barrister didn't you i did all right so so what what's what's going on what's the difference i actually went into court with the barrister and there was um um the plaintiffs were americans and the defendant was an english um business a big business big corporate business and um unfortunately the american plaintiffs lost but to the benefit of my barrister they won yeah anyway the biggest difference here Huge difference is that in England, you don't have a right to a jury trial. In England, the judge is the jury. And that is what, in my opinion, gave um, Johnny Depp the courage to continue with his suit in, in the United States. Because it's, 
in my opinion, it's easier to persuade the jury on facts than it is to persuade the, jo- the judge as he hears facts and applies it to law. And, and that's where I figure the biggest difference. And secondly, the law that's different. Um, in the UK, there's no actual malice that was needed to be proven by, remember, it was a newspaper that was being sued by Depp for defamation of character. And what the newspaper had said was he was a wife beater. No details, just quote-unquote a wife beater. And that was what Johnny was saying was um, Depp. So they didn't have to show that he, um, that our, our Johnny would not have to show in England that the newspaper acted with actual malice because they don't have the same protections that freedom of the past has in United States. So what the judge found in the UK was that the allegations of Heard was, quote, substantially true, not completely true, not that Johnny Depp was lying. He didn't have to make those decisions. He just had to find even one event where it could be asserted that Johnny Depp had been a wife beater. And so, and so that's uh, why things are different. When we come back, we'll wrap up our discussion of Johnny Depp, and then we'll end up going talking about, I don't know, Crab Fisherman and Michael Avenatti. Those are not tied. And, uh, and other cases here of Note on Radio Law Talk. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll catch you after this break. So they're not tied that we know of. There could be some odd. Allegedly. <laughs> we'll be back with more Radio Law Talk in just a little bit right here. Don't go away. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, (coughs) go to radiolawtalk.com. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 721 4869. 800 721 4869. That's 800 721 4869. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM. You can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Copays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. 
sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220. Are you serious? Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So when we went into the break, we were talking about the difference between the Johnny Depp trials, the one that was in England about a year ago, a year or so ago, and then the one that just concluded here in the United States. And yeah, it, it seems like an anomaly, but I think it speaks to a pretty essential part of the trial process. It's an anomaly in the sense that Johnny Depp won in the United States, where the burden of proof on Johnny Depp was much higher than the burden of proof he had over in England. The difference being the case in America and the United States was tried before a jury, whereas the case in, United, in England was before a, a single jurist, um, the judge who had to decide. And, and my experience, now it's very limited, but when I was um, uh, doing a mini pupillage in England underneath a barrister, um, I found that the English courts favored the English defendants. Um, in my particular case, um, it was class, there were two class actions for asbestos um, uh, damage to plaintiffs, and they got a big, huge class action judgment, two of them, in the United States against an English defendant, and they were taking that judgment to England to enforce it against the principal, um, not the subsidiary that was in the United States, but the one that was the principal in England. And the reason that, that they found in favor of the defendant, the big corporation in England, was because they said that the judge in the Texas court, had acted as a settlement conference judge as well, and he would have heard evidence that would not be admissible before the judge in a normal trial, Uh and that the judge was not biased as a result. So they would not enforce those judgments in England. And that tells you a big difference about perspective, about what judges think the judge's role is, in a, uh, a, a country where the judge makes the decisions and the judge's role in a country where the judge gives it to the jury to make the decisions. It's very different thought process, but that does show the differences between the United States and the United uh, Kingdom in terms of their, um, their uh, civil um, trials. Yep. You know, one of the things that came to mind, I've, I've done... I've done a lot of jury trials, and again, they, these have all been in the criminal realm, criminal jury trials as both a prosecutor and a defense attorney. And 
look, and I was telling you this at the break, Denise, you'd like to think, and in a perfect world, maybe it's all about X's and O's, the evidence, and that people will go ahead and just view the evidence and make the decision in terms of does, does this, do these facts, when I apply it to the law, is it guilty beyond a reasonable doubt? Is it not guilty? Is it for the plaintiff? Is it for the defendant in civil cases? And, and look, you got to remember that jurors are people. And jury trials, this is my opinion, but jury trials start out with jury selection, and that process is so vital to the success of your trial because essentially the jury selection process, while on its face, appears to be selecting a fair and impartial jury pool to hear this case. But really, it's about connecting as the attorney with the jury because the jury, whether consciously or subconsciously, is making a determination about which side they connect with the most. And if the jury connects with the plaintiff's side more than the defendant's side, and they and that person and the, and the, the jury is impaneled, and the people on the jury really connect with the plaintiff, it's not absolute, but there's a higher likelihood that because they've connected and they like the person and they just feel a comfort level with them, that every piece of evidence that is presented. From that point forward during the trial, there's a high likelihood that the jury will view that in light more favorable to the side that they have already felt like they connected with. It is vital. I, I've talked to uh, young attorneys. I've, I've trained young attorneys, both a prosecutor and a defense attorney, and I, I, I come across a couple that say, when I ask them, so what, what are your plans for jury selection? They say, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to take the first 12 that sit. I'm not going to do a whole lot. And like, you don't realize that more than 50% of your case is how you present yourself in jury selection. You want to be personable. You want to connect with that jury. And if you're, if you're overlooking that, you're going to have a tough road to hoe when it comes to this trial. And, and you see that in this playing out in the Depp trial. Here, Johnny Depp, arguably, well, not arguably, had a higher burden of proof in the United States than, than he had in England. We had a jury here, and my opinion was that the Depp legal team connected with the jury better than Amber Heard's Depp, legal team. Depp did as a witness, yes. to be candid. Depp did. He was real. He was himself. He was casual. He sometimes was nonsensical, quite honestly, but it was his personality that they liked. Yeah. And, and you guys have to remember, the trial is not about the facts. The trial is about what evidence gets in to the juror. Right. It's the evidence. It's not necessarily about facts. And that's super important to realize because a lot of facts don't come into a trial. That's why it was so critical when Amber Heard said that at the end that it doesn't matter the pile of evidence that's there. Um, you know, you can't come against somebody that is as powerful as my ex-husband. That's why she said that evidence. She didn't say facts. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought that was really kind of telling in a way that she really did understand the process that she went through. She did. But, but you know, this speaks to the importance of the appellate process. So if a jury goes too far and, and sides for, let's say the jury sides for Johnny Depp and they did, and then on appeal, the record on appeal, as argued to appellate justices who aren't playing the which side do I like better, that are looking at the evidence that came out, looking at the rulings of the judge, not as predisposed as your lager to, oh, which, which person do I like more? If it is so egregious, one side versus the other, that's the importance of the appellate process that can, not always, but can step in and see if there was an abuse during the trial of discretion on the part of the judge or evidence that, that shouldn't have come in, what have you. You know, an appellate panel, 
a little more dispassionate can. Yeah, and especially at the appeals level, they have gone the there there are decisions, factual decisions that have been made at the trial level that when they're appealed, they are the factual That's right. part. That now it becomes facts for the appellate court to consider. It's not just evidence. They look at the whether or not the evidence is substantial enough to support the facts, maybe, but the facts as given are the facts that the appellate court now has to address. And so the question is whether or not Amber Heard's going to appeal uh, to, to get a, a more dispassionate body to view the evidence. But, Denise, you had referenced statements that Amber Heard made. I want to read the statement. This is the statement that she released um, shortly after the verdict was announced. And it says, quote, The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I am heartbroken that the mountain of evidence that was I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence and sway of my ex-husband. And then she says I am even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock of to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. Now, a couple of things about that statement, okay? Uh, there's been some speculation. Wait a second, Ms. Heard. The statement about the power and influence that you faced, that you put in the op-ed, was part of these statements that you were just found liable for defamation. Now, you're making the exact, what appears to be a very similar statement post-trial. Uh, didn't you learn anything from what the jury is going to view as far as a statement like that is concerned? I, I really don't think that John, even if there was a co potential cause of action, I don't think Johnny Depp is going to go after that. If anything, I think that statement makes it more difficult for Depp to maybe do the magnanimous thing. I and totally say, agree. And say, uh, I'm going to forgive your debt. But she made a point there. And, and, I, and part of and what she said, there's a very much a huge truth about it. Yes. So th the point that she made about the effect on women, and, and I want to do justice to my opinion yes. and Denise's opinion on that, and I can't do that in the next minute. So we'll pick that up when we come back because it's a very salient point. So why don't you call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-529-7234. It's interesting how the more you discuss, more layers off the onion come loose, and you start to see more and more angles to all of this, isn't it? And you stay tuned because Radio Law Talk will continue in just a minute right here on your local radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. We'll be right back. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday, live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars, and they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610.
The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-7... This is no fun. Just true. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Fred Penny on assignment. Todd Cunin filling in for him with Denise Dirks and Cal Hunter. Uh, we'll finish up the Johnny Depp uh, commentary with this. Now, going back to Amber Heard's statement, I think this will springboard into the topic we want to get to, where she talks about what the, in her statement, being, quote, disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It's, and she claims, it's, she says, it's a setback. And, and, and I want to point out uh, a few things. Uh, because to a certain extent, I agree with Amber Heard, maybe not for the same reasons, but I do agree. I, when I saw the verdict, my big concern was, to what extent is this verdict going to act as a discouragement for legitimate victims of domestic violence coming forward and making a claim. And I think one of the reasons is the confusion that a trial like this might create in the mind of somebody who's a legitimate victim of domestic violence. Amber Heard lost this trial. There was a lot of claims of domestic violence. She lost this trial and ended up with essentially initially a $15 million judgment against her offset by law. It's still $8.35 million. And my big fear is that a victim of domestic violence who has a claim that wants to pick up the phone and call law enforcement to say, my husband's beating me, I'm being abused, I, I'm doing this, is now going to fear that a, an $8 million judgment could be raised against them if they make an allegation and they're not believed. And folks, that's the difference between civil and criminal. If you are a victim of domestic violence, 
pick up the phone and make the call. You're not going to get hit. At the conclusion of the trial, if, if you're a victim and for some reason the jury acquits the defendant, you're not liable for making that claim to call law enforcement, okay? And it's not like at the end of that, the defendant is acquitted and the, the, the witness who, the complaining witness now owes eight million bucks. No, that, that's a difference between criminal and civil. It's a difference between the burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt versus, versus uh, the preponderance, which is the, which is the civil side. Do not let this verdict, if you are a victim of domestic violence, don't let this verdict discourage you from picking up the phone and calling and reporting it to law enforcement because you think you're going to get hit with a huge money judgment if things don't turn out. Uh, and I think Denise knows this better than anybody. That is, there are times when charges of domestic violence or sexual abuse are used as a weapon in a case when they really are true, when they're kind of, you know, just brought in there to try to cause grief for the other person on the other side. So I, I guess... I think that yes. happens, but what happens more is that a victim of domestic violence is um, the perpetrator often re-victimizes in different ways, um, such as like in a family law context, the perpetrator may try to use the children, the perpetrator may try to get advantage of finances. The wow. perpetrator, believe me, it, it happens a lot to where victims of domestic violence are re-victimized, even in the civil context. And I think that what this, what Depp versus Heard um, should not mean that victims don't stand up for their rights, whether it's criminally or civilly. Agreed. They need to stand up for their rights. And that this case, because it's so high profile, it has a lot of nuances that most cases will not have. And um, I just have to say that I hope that this case does not have a chilling effect on the victims standing up for their rights. I absolutely agree. Great point, I, both of you. Very few things that Denise and I agree upon in the show, but that <laughs> is uh, that is one of them. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And look, I agree with that as a former prosecutor who prosecuted domestic violence and sexual assault. I, I've handled those cases. Now, as a defense attorney, sexual assault is uh, not a case that, for reasons I, I have yet to and, and try to avoid the sexual assault cases. Um, but as a defense attorney... Yeah, I, I still want victims of crime to come forward. And, and, and look, if, if somebody comes forward with, a, with a, an allegation of domestic abuse and it's fabricated, or whatever, well, that, that can get sorted out. I still want people to come forward. That's what we have the criminal process for. And um, I, 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 want the, I want the victims yes. of crime to come forward. And, and honestly, that's why we have the civil process too. Um, Bill Cosby... Um, even though he got out of jail and the um, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Uh, Supreme Court has said that he, sh he was wrongfully um, convicted because he had a, um, uh, a no prosecute agreement in place with the at the time district attorney that should bind future district's attorneys to those type of agreements. He is now getting sued civilly by another accuser. And so just because of one case he wins, in essence, doesn't stop it from other victims coming forward or alleged victims coming forward. That, that's right. And he's, he's facing this lawsuit. And in this one in particular, and, and from a statute of limitations standpoint, I think that this suit is still going because of a the manner in which a change in the law in the statute of limitations in the state of California occurred. But uh, he, Bill Cosby is, what, 85 years old? Yes. And he is being sued by a 64-year-old person about something that the 64-year-old alleged to have happened when she was 16. I mean, the, the allegations date back to the 70s of an incident she's claiming happened occurred at the Playboy Mansion back in the 70s. And, and Mr. Cosby has to answer for that, and the process is there for this uh, alleged victim to make her claim in a state court to, to bring forward her claim and and the fact that Cosby was acquitted in or, or found ultimately had the dis, the Char conviction dismissed yes. on appeal in the state of Pennsylvania and and let's point out that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court 
technically, well, you're innocent until proven guilty. So, so follow me on these mental gymnastics, these legal gymnastics. You're innocent until proven guilty. The DA's office, the prosecutor used evidence to overcome that burden, overcome that presumption to prove that Bill Cosby was guilty and now no longer innocent. And the Supreme Court ruled that the evidence used to overcome that presumption should not have been used. So the Supreme Court is saying he has returned to that presumption of not guilty. The case is tossed. The Supreme Court did not say, we don't believe the incident never happened. We don't believe that they're making no statement as far as that's concerned. What they're saying is the evidence that the state used to prove it should not have been used. And because of that, the case was tossed. And so, um, so, so the court made no statement about whether or not they thought the incident actually did or didn't occur. They just said, you got to follow the rules that apply to everybody. And, and that has no bearing on whether or not the plaintiff can maintain their lawsuit in California. Now, the California case has interesting facts, or at least allegations, let's put it that way. Um, the, the person, the plaintiff who was uh, 16 at the time, was at the Playboy Mansion. Now, tell me, what is a 16-year-old doing at the Playboy Mansion? That this event uh, was allegedly occurred in 1975, and there is enough evidence here um, that's going to go to the jury because there are pictures, there are other things that are being introduced evidence-wise that puts Mr. Cosby there and puts the plaintiff there at the at the mansion at that time, and so this all you have to think too. This is in the context of 1975. So this is where people would be so afraid, to, victims would be afraid to come forward. This is a classic case where the defendant, Mr. Cosby, would have been in so much more power and control and certainly would have been a very well-known persona back in 1975. And think about how difficult it would have been back in 1975 for a 16-year-old to try to confront Bill Cosby. That That's such an... Um, unfair kind of advantage that Mr. Cosby would have had back then. But now, the, the tables right. seem to be turning. And, and the primary defense in that case is they're claiming that it didn't happen in 75. They're saying based upon pictures and everything, it happened later when she was 18. It, it, the defense being, if she was 18 or older, this is not a case. The, the, the crux of this case is based upon her age, so the defense is going to try to show that based upon memorabilia, memorable, memorabilia and pictures and all that, that this happened at a different point in time when she was not a minor. So they're That's saying the she defense. was a consenting adult, or yes. at least an adult. Well, ex except she Claiming. alleges coercion. Yes. So I think Claiming. she's going to overcome that, too. I do think it's going to a jury. Oh, Let's, absolutely. We're going to have to see how this one goes. And that'll do it for our third hour. Stick with us. We're one more hour of Radio Law Talk. Our second hour, third hour coming up. Nice recovery, Todd. We'll be that was good. We'll be right back with more radio law talk right after this. You stay there. We'll be here and we'll be back. Promise. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.